Welcome. You're listening to the podcast of First Church in Woodland, California, Pastor Timothy Wisnett. We're so glad you could join us. And we pray that this message you're listening to today is a blessing to your day. And I want to invite you also to visit us online at firstchurch.app to get connected with us and learn about our service and upcoming events. And uh, we hope that we can connect with you and see you soon. Morning. Verse 33, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Verse 35, women received their dead, raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourging, yea, moreover, bonds and, and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins being destitute, Afflicted, tormented. Look at verse 38. I love that phrase. Of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. God having provided some better thing for us that they without us should not be made perfect. Verse 35 again, look at, look at what he's writing. Paul, we believe, is writing this to the Hebrews and he says, women received their dead, raised to life again, and others were tortured. Look at these three words, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection amen not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection now i know that wasn't feel good shouty shouty scripture because it's talking about all that they went through but verse 35 lets me know that they had a choice and some of them the bible said accepted not accepting deliverance they chose amen to give their life and martyr themselves for the kingdom of God. They made that choice that they might obtain a better resurrection. Look at your neighbor and say, there is something better. Tell them again, there is something better. I want to preach to you this morning for a few moments on I'll take the hard way. I'll take the hard way. I'm gonna t I, I really feel this with all of my heart that there are young people and really I, I could say this to the whole church but I really feel uh, especially that we have some of our students that are coming they're at a crossroads right now in their walk with God they're at a crossroads and there is the, the picture captures it great there's the smooth path and then there's the hard path amen and I'm going to take the smooth path. That's the way the flesh wants to go. That's the way uh, that 
the intellect and the mind wants to go. But there is another way that may not be as glorious or as glamorous, but it is the way that God chooses. Amen. For broad is the road that leads to destruction, but narrow is the way that leads to everlasting life. I don't know about you, but I made up my mind a long time ago, and for every adult, for every parent, aunt, uncle, grandma, grandpa, amen, that made up in their mind a long time ago to take the hard way. I'm going to need you to help me for the next little while today as we reach and preach to our students, amen, that God has something greater for their life than they ever could have imagined. Would you pray with me, Jesus? I thank you for your word. I thank you for your presence. I thank you, Lord, for the affirmation of your spirit. Lord, I pray right now that you would touch me to preach your word, oh God. I pray right now that you would touch every ear to hear, every mind to understand, every heart to receive, and every spirit to bear witness of your word. I pray that we would come together, Lord, in the unity of the faith, that we would unite together for the next little while, God, that something transformative can happen in somebody's life, not just these students, but in their life, and in every person that finds themselves at the at the fork in the road in Jesus name amen and would you just thank the Lord for a moment right now hallelujah hallelujah oh we thank you Jesus hallelujah 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 amen you can be seated but tell somebody I'll take the hard way amen I, I want to say this this is uh, one of those days, one of those services that I promise you, your flesh, amen, and I promise you the enemy's going to do everything he can to distract you for the next 30 to 45 minutes because the enemy knows what's up here on this laptop and he knows what's going to be said. And if he can distract you from your promise, if he can keep you, amen, from missing even just a little bit of it, he'll do that to try and derail your promise. I'm going to tell you this, amen, keep the young people especially, keep your attention on God's word, stay and stay in, amen, everybody, so we can help them stay focused on the word of God, amen. And the Bible said in verse number 35, others not accepting deliverance. They would not accept deliverance. I want you to think about that. They chose not to accept deliverance. It seems to me that if they chose not to accept deliverance, then that means that deliverance was an option for them. That means deliverance was not withheld from them, but they chose not to accept it. We can take the highway or we can take the hard way. Now, let, let, me, let me just pause and say this. Uh, when I'm preaching, I'll take the hard way. That doesn't mean because you made bad decisions. I had somebody a few weeks ago when I preached this, amen, made some bad decisions and said, you were preaching to me, I, I guess I'll take the hard way. I said, no, you're, you're being a knucklehead. That's totally different. There are so few choices in life. life. And I know it sounds uh, like it is not true, but I'm telling you there really are so few choices in life. Because most of you young people are sitting here and have, and I know all of us adults at one time or another, we thought, if I can ever just be 18 years old, I'm going to do it my way. 
Now, maybe some of y'all are far enough removed from 18 that you can't remember the misery of 16 and of 14 and of 15, thinking you were ready to grab the world by the tail. And if only your parents would get out of the way. And only if all of these, you know, boring, nagging adults would get out of my way. I think I could, I could do it on my own if I could ever get out of this house. Y'all remember saying that? Some of y'all are thinking it, but don't say amen. We don't want you to get embarrassed. If I can ever get out of this house, if I just get my own car, when I move into my own apartment, when I get to college, when I am grown up, I am going to do it my way. Amen. And you're going to live the theme song that Frank Sinatra sang, I did it my way. But I'm sorry, in life there really are so few choices. So many things are already determined for us by situations over which we have no control. We did not choose our parents. And if that's, and if that's discouraging, just remember, they got stuck with you too. We didn't even choose the state that we were born in or the house that we were raised in. It has not been so very long ago that, that many of you did not even choose the clothes that you got to wear to church. I can remember putting my foot down when my mom pulled out some corduroys. A corduroy three-piece suit. And I said, this ain't for me, mama and begin to make my own choices, amen. So many things we have no control over, listen to me. The fact is we didn't even ask to be born. We did not select the time in which we came into this world. We did not pick this hour and we did not pick this era that we live in. We simply arrived and listen to me young people, we are here without any choice. We didn't get a vote in the matter, but we are here. We are in this life now, even though we did not choose this life, we did not select it, we did not pick our eye color, we did not pick our hair color, we did not choose the color of our skin. We did not even choose our gender or our physique. We can't change the length of our fingers. We can't change the shape of our nose. Well, I guess you could if you had money. Amen. You can't change who you are from where, meaning where that you came from. Amen. That's just the way we came. That's where we are and there is little that we can do to change those things because there are few decisions that we can make. Now we can sit in the corner of life and suck our thumbs and feel sorry for ourselves and blame everybody around us for our disadvantages or our problems. Or we can say it's our parents' fault or it's our teacher's fault or it's society's fault. You can complain and join the chorus of the loud voices of your generation that are saying, I don't get the breaks. Everybody else gets there first. Everybody else started life on second base. Everybody else, amen, started life on third base. You can do that if you want or you can make the choice to square your shoulders back and say, I may not have chose the time. I may not have chose the place, but since I'm here, I'm going to make a difference in my world. 
You can sit back and feel sorry for yourself and say, well, I'm 50-something years old. I'm 60-something years old. And my life hasn't went the way I thought it would be. Or you can stand up and square up your shoulders and say, I am a child of the Most High God. I'm in this life to win. Well, I feel the Holy Ghost this morning. Amen. You can, you can get mad at life. You can blame everything around you. You can join every anti-group or every protest group about where you are in life. I'm talking to some adults in midlife and later life. Listen, we are living with some of the consequences of the choices that we made. But rather than get depressed about what we should have done, what we could have done, or what we would have done, we just need to lean in heavily and say, I may not have done it the way I should have, but I'm not going to get discouraged. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to back up. If I could have done things different in life, maybe there's some other choices I would have made, but as for my soul, I made up my mind a long time ago. I'll take the hard way. Listen, we didn't select this life, but we are here. I didn't choose this life. You didn't choose this life, but God chose this life for us. And here we are. Look at somebody and say, here we are. We are in the arena. Listen to me. You are in the arena now. There is a bloodied sword that is now in your hands. Amen. And the sand beneath your feet is stained with blood. This is our day. This is our time. This is our hour because we have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. We need to quit talking about what we're going to do and what our dreams of doing are or what we're going to become when we grow up or when we get into college or when we get out. How about this? How about we dedicate ourselves right now and say, as for me, I'll choose the hard way. I'm going to start having a life of prayer now. I'm going to start being committed now. I'm going to start being dedicated now. I'm not going to try to make it to heaven on mama's religion or daddy's religion or pastor's prayer. I'm going to make up in my mind for myself that I'm going to commit. I'm ready to draw my sword and enter into the battlefield and make a difference in my world right now. Oh, hallelujah. Victory or defeat is in each one of our hands. We choose the direction of our life. Amen. I have one life to live. That's it. You have one life to live and that's it. You might as well make it count. I know that there are struggles but listen to me. Don't shrink from them young people. Don't use the excuse that everybody in the church is talking about how bad the world is. Amen. So I just need to feel sorry for myself and give in to it. No. You need to stand flat footed and say I'm making a choice right now I'll take the hard way I'll take the hard path We need, we need young people that are backed up by adults that will say, I know that there are struggles and I know there is going to be fights, but I am not going to shrink from the battle. I'm not going to retreat from the fight. I know there are difficulties, but I will not be intimidated by them. Amen. 
listen, let me just let me just pastor for a while. Amen. And, and mom and daddy, just pray, pray for me and don't find ways to be critical about what I'm saying. Amen. I thank God for youth convention. I thank God for youth rallies. And I thank God for all of these events that we have. Amen. But let me tell you something, young people. You can't live for God based on that. If the only time you shout and you get victory and you feel like serving God and living holy and all that stuff is when you're fired up, for, then you don't got a commitment yet. Amen. And it's not an accusation. It's an encouragement that you've got to get it for yourself. I can't get it for you. They can't get it for you. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. The reason why some of my preaching this morning may seem a little hard and may seem a little tough, amen, because I know what God has for your life and what the potential is in each one of you, amen. And if you don't want to ever do anything from God, amen, then you just let somebody pat you on the back and try to just kind of ease you along, amen, when you join the military. Well, I think they're changing some of it now, but for the most part, when you got into the military, that drill sergeant, amen, wasn't your best friend, that drill sergeant wasn't there to sit there and make cupcakes with you and talk about how cool life was. That drill sergeant got up in your grill. He spit and screamed in your face and it wasn't because he didn't like you and it's not because he don't believe in you, but what he realizes is there is a diamond in the rough and if we're ever going to get to what's in you, we got to knock off the rough edges and polish the promise that resides within you. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. You better make up in your mind right now. I'm committed to this if nobody else is. If I'm the last person serving God, I'm still going to serve God. If everybody else gets discouraged, I'm going to be encouraged. If everybody else walks away, that's not my choice. I made up my mind a long time ago. I'm going to choose the hard way. I'm going to tell you something. If you're afraid of sacrifice, if you're afraid of the cost, if you're afraid of the struggle, if you cannot stand the sight of blood, you're in the wrong place because you are living in a bloody hour. You are living in a bloody battle. Amen. That God is going to give you the strength that you can overcome the world. Yes, it's going to be a fight. Yes, it's going to be a struggle. Yes, it's going to be a war. And yes, there's going to be cost and sacrifice. Amen. But let me tell you, there is nothing that can come against you that the power of God has not already enabled you to overcome. I'm not going to candy coat it this morning. I'm not going to give you a spoonful of sugar to make the medicine go down. I want want to speak to you the truth this morning, young people. There are going to be times when you don't have to serve God when even your friend that might be sitting near you or next to you or somewhere around you is going to do their own thing. 
Amen. 25 years ago, I'd be shocked to know that I'm one of the very few serving God. 25 years ago, amen, you, you, you would have never convinced me that some of the young men and the young women that I was growing up with in the church would no longer be in the church or those who were destined for greatness in ministry. A man would have chose a different path. I wouldn't have believed it. You couldn't have convinced me. But you know what happened? Somewhere in their early formation of their walk with God, they were more in love with having church than being church. Amen. I'm going to preach it this morning. I'm gonna preach it this morning. They were more in love with the idea and the concept of church than they were about being in love with the God of the church. Amen. I thank God we've got, you know what? I'm not gonna qualify this all day long. I brag about our young people. We've got awesome young people. Amen. So I'm not gonna qualify it every time I gotta say something sharp. I love you. I'm behind you. You know it. We support you. But I'm gonna say this. At some point, you gotta get some gravel in your gut. You've got to put some stick to into your shoes and say, I'm gonna take the hard path. It doesn't matter what anybody else says. I'm not just here for the victory, but I'm here for the fight. I'm not just here to proclaim triumph, but I'm here for the war. I'm, listen to me, I'm here for youth service. I'm here for prayer meeting. I'm here for Sunday. I'm here for Tuesday. This is my church. This is who I am. Amen. Listen. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. Church has got to stop being what you do. Church has got to stop being what you do. And it's got to become who you are. And for those that thought I was just speaking to them, church has got to stop being what you do and needs to start being who you are. The Bible said that Naaman was a leper. And the Bible said Naaman's leprosy clave unto him. The word clave in the Hebrew means, amen, became. Lepre, uh, Naaman did not have a leprosy. He was a leper. The Bible said that, that Ruth kissed her mother-in-law, but Orpha, or Orpha kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clave unto Naomi. The word clave there is the same word. It meant she became, she became so wrapped up with her arms around her mother-in-law that you can no longer tell where Naomi stopped and Ruth started. This has got to be your identity and your walk with God. Amen. It's not just what I do on Sundays, but it's who I am on Monday, on Wednesday, on Saturday. Hey man, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, I'm, I'm, young people, saints of God, listen to me. Jesus said, count the cost. Amen, count the cost and then go forward. If you, if you, can't, if you can't pay the cost of what it's gonna be to serve God, you're gonna take the easy way and not the hard way. John F. Kennedy said it like this. He said, quote, that it is, a, it is only occasionally in the annals of men that a generation is called upon to bear burdens 
and make sacrifices in order to change their world. Let, let me say that again because this is the antithesis of our TikTok world. That it is only occasionally in the annals of men that a generation is called upon to bear burdens and make sacrifices in order to change their world. I believe that this generation of young people is not by accident. I want to say it again. You are not an accident. You're not even here because mom and dad brought you to church. But God has chosen you for this generation. God's chosen you for this hour to make a difference in your world. Our educational levels, our talent, our energies, the money in our pocket, and the heritage that we have did not just happen. But God has placed a call on purpose youth. And God has placed a call on first church. Amen. On this generation from which we cannot escape. It will shape us. It will determine our destiny. It will cause us to be successes or failures. But we cannot ignore the hour in which we live. The prophet Isaiah said, and who shall declare his generation? I wonder if there's any young people this morning or any saints of God this morning that will say, I will declare my generation. I will take the hard path. I will make the sacrifices. As many of you know, I love Winston Churchill. Winston Churchill made a tremendous, matter of fact, the world would be quite different than it is now had it not been for Winston Churchill. Amen. Uh, you'd probably be speaking German right now had it not been for that short, fat man. Amen. That, that, that was not going to allow the curse of Nazism. Amen. To rule the world. When the lights were going out in Europe and the curse of Nazism was conquering all in its path, the British people, amen, the British prepared itself for the coming battle with very little hope of winning. They were outnumbered multiple times to one by tanks. They were outnumbered dozens of times by ones with airplanes and munitions. They chose a new prime minister, a short, fat little outcast of a man by the name of Winston Churchill, who went on the radio and said these words, quote, I promise you that I cannot make it any nicer than what it is. I want to tell you something this morning. Where everybody else might be trying to tap you on the back, I want to speak to you as a leader and tell you I cannot make it nicer than what it really is. If you're going to live for God one more year, one more day, or the rest of your life, you better get ready for the bombs that are going to fall, the bullets that are going to fly, the people who are going to walk out, and you better make up your mind right now. I'm going to choose the hard way. I'm going to serve God in spite of it all. Amen. I cannot promise you anything more than what Winston Churchill promised that generation. Amen. And that promise was this, quote, nothing but blood 
toil, tears, and sweat. They said to him, Mr. Prime Minister, do you have an aim? Do you have a goal for this war? And his response was this, and I quote, I can only answer in one word. It's victory. Victory at all costs. And victory in spite of terror. Victory however long and hard the road may be. For without victory, there is no survival. And let me preach to this generation of young people right now. We only have one aim. We only have one goal. And it is this simple. We've got to have victory no matter what. We've got to have revival at all costs. Revival in spite of terror. Revival no matter how long it goes. For without revival, there is no hope. When they asked the plan for achieving this victory, Churchill said, it's simple. And I quote, we shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields. We shall fight in the streets. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. You need to get a little bit of Winston Churchill in you this morning, child of God. You need to get some Winston Churchill inside of you, young person, right now and say, I'm never gonna surrender. I'm gonna fight for my walk with God. I'm gonna fight for revival. I'm gonna fight for a prayer life. Amen, I'm not giving in. I'm not gonna surrender. I'm not yielding my connection with God. Amen, because I have determined that no matter what, I will declare my generation. Let them write whatever they want. Let them say what they, what they want. Let the view and let Hannity say whatever they wish about this generation. But I'm gonna tell you something. We shall never surrender. Let me say it like this. We're gonna fight in the suburbs. Let me say we're gonna fight in the suburbs. We're gonna fight in the cities. We're gonna fight in the small towns. We're gonna fight in the neighborhoods. We're gonna fight in the rural areas. We're gonna fight in our homes. We're gonna fight in the living room. We're gonna fight in the prayer room. We're gonna fight at youth service. We're gonna fight in the hallways of our school. But this enemy that we're fighting is not flesh and blood, but it's principalities and spirits of wickedness in high places. And I believe the young people that are under the sound of my voice right now have enough power of God that we can run the devil out of here if you get united and you make up your mind I'll take the hard way oh somebody go ahead and give him praise oh somebody go ahead and give him praise right now you need to make up your mind right now that wherever we run across hell we're going to run him out of town we're gonna slay him there. Amen. He may rise and claim victims, but he but we want hell to know in Woodland that we will never surrender and we're never gonna turn our back, but we're always gonna keep fighting. Amen. It doesn't matter who waves the white flag. It doesn't matter who says it's too hard. I made up my mind that I'm gonna take the hard way. You can do what you wanna do, but as for me, I'll take the hard way. You need to get that in your mind, not just because pastor is saying it. You need to get 
get some, you need to get a backbone that says, hey man, I'm not gonna live this just because pastor said or just because I'm afraid of what mama and daddy may say, but I'm gonna live for God because that's what his word says. And I'm gonna live for God because there's a calling and there's an anointing on my life and I don't wanna wreck it by choosing the wrong way. I don't think some of you realize where you are in your walk with God. You, you think you still got more time. And you're making the foolish error that a lot of young people have made. Saints, I'm talking to you too. You got a crossroads and you're going to make a foolish error. Oh, you may not stop coming, but you'll stop advancing. prophet of the Lord cried out and declared woe to them who are at ease in Zion. Woe to those who are at ease in Zion. I want to tell you something right now. The devil is fighting hard. We better fight hard back. Mama, daddy, you better listen to me. Parent, you better listen to me. Grandpa, grandma, uncle, aunt, child of God, saint of God, young person, listen to me right now. Hell would love nothing more than to dash your soul against the rocks of life. Amen. That you could be a testimony to his alluring power and his seductiveness. Amen. But Jesus looked at Simon Peter and he said, Simon, Simon, Satan hath desired to have thee and sift thee as wheat, but I have prayed for you. Purposed I want you to know something. Hell wants to sift you as wheat. He wants to rob you of your ministry. He wants to rob you of your anointing. He wants to take your testimony. Amen. But I've come to tell you that I have prayed for you and this church is praying for you. We're not playing church. We're not playing a game. This is saved or lost. It's heaven or hell. It's blood and sacrifice. It's fire and loss. And you gotta make up your, not next week, not at youth camp, not at next youth convention, not at Awaken Conference. So I don't know if some of you get this or not. You are at a Y in the road today and you better make up your mind to take the hard way because that's where your anointing is. That's where your ministry lies. That's where God wants to use you, not on the easy way. You may never own a Mercedes Benz. You may never live in a fancy house. You may, you may not even complete your high-powered educational plans and become an attorney at law. At law. I, I, don't, I do know that this is coming, though. There is a tide change that is coming. Amen. There is a shifting in the currents that is coming to the first church campuses. Amen. There is a change of consciousness in the people of our campuses. And let me say this. Nobody is going to choose the hard way amen and make it without a fight but if you are willing for the battle if you are ready to have your metal tested if you are ready to stand for the Lord you need to proclaim this morning that I will take the hard way pastor I'm going to follow Jesus I'm going to follow the call of God on my life some things that just a few years ago were so very important and seemed to be so worthwhile today have lost their luster and their glow for some of us. 
somewhere and somehow we have begun to smell the scent of death and we have begun to hear the battle cries for war. Somewhere, somewhere, somebody's got to catch a vision amen, of a leaping, burning, literal hell in which the souls of man shall reside forever and evermore if somebody doesn't reach them with the gospel of Jesus Christ. I, there's got to be somebody that gets a revelation that I'm called to do more than come to church and be a part of a youth group or be a part of a praise team or some Sunday school ministry or whatever ministry it is that you want to get involved in. You need to make up in your mind right now, I don't want the easy road anymore. I want the hard road. You need to make up in your mind and say, yeah, I know I can have it all. I got daddy's dollars. I got mama's talent and I know I can have it. But there's something that's calling me from deep within. There is something that is screaming out in me that's calling me. Don't take the easy way. Take the hard way. There's something that's pulling me. There's a yearning and a burning in my soul. I don't want to do church as usual. I don't want to be who I was just a month ago but I want to be mightily used of God you've got to stop being okay with just getting by let, let me say that again you've got to stop being okay with just getting by Just getting by will allow you to pray just enough to hang on by your fingernails. Just getting by will drag you from one youth revival to the next. From one youth convention to the next. From one Sunday service to the next. From one awakened conference to the next. It's just enough to get by. But I am persuaded that there are more in here that say, no, I'm not interested in just getting by. And I'm not just interested in worshiping just enough to hang on. Amen. But there are those who are going to commit, amen, to give their life to Jesus this morning. I believe it with all of my heart, without any fanfare, without any promotion, without any pushing or any prompting, there's going to be some young people and some saints of God in this house this morning that say, I'm going to serve God with everything I have not just to get the pastor off my back not just to get my youth leader off my back not just to worship God enough so mom and dad don't think something's wrong with me amen but I'm going to give myself completely to the Lord I'm going to put my name on the roll I'm signing up to be a soldier in the army of God and I'm not going to retreat and I'm not going to back down and I'm not going to walk away Amen. We used to sing songs a lot about being in the army of God. Understanding, amen, that we are a part of a kingdom. That we are a part of the army of God. Some, uh, a few weeks ago when my wife was out of town, amen, and it's sometimes dangerous because I get, my mind gets to thinking. And uh, I, I bought myself an old vintage record player. Uh, that, you know, the big old record. You don't even know what that is. Think of a CD. Well, they probably don't know what a CD is. Amen, it's big old vinyl records. And uh, Elder Henderson, I bought, this, I bought this record player. And I thought, well, since I got a record player, I probably ought to get some records. There was really only, there was only one, one record that I could, 
one record I could think that I wanted above any other record. And I went on eBay, and thank God for eBay, I found it. It was the Henson, the original Hensons from West They Came, and they're all on the stagecoach. Amen. And in that live con concert that they sang there in Bakersfield or in Fresno, amen, there's a song that we grew up singing all the time, and it simply says this, I'm enlisted as a soldier in this mighty army band. I'm marching out to battle with my weapon in my hand. Heard the captain give the orders, and they don't include retreat. We're marching over borders to a land of no defeat. The chorus says, now tell me who's going to fight, who's giving in, who's going to lose, and who's going to win. Will you cry, I surrender, when the enemy you meet, or be a soldier in his army, standing on his feet. Second verse says, uh, amen, that the gates of hell will not prevail, and here's the reason why. Jesus raised his flag on Calvary, and it makes victory complete, and if we're made more than conquerors, then Satan is more than defeated. I want you to know right now that you're not just a part of some little church or some little organization or some little people that get together because they look different and they want to hang out. No, you are a part of the kingdom of the most high God. You are a part of the church of the living God. You are a part of the armies of God and I want you to know something young person amen. We're not giving up on you because God's not giving up on you. Amen. You're you're not in the junior army. You're not in the reserve army. You, God wants to put you on the front lines of this. He wants to use you in a mighty way. He wants to anoint you. Oh, somebody shout amen. Amen. Let me, uh, let, 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 me, let me dig in just a little bit more here. Yep, this may be a little unsettling, but hold on. We'll fix it in a minute. Your faithfulness to church is reflected by who you're trying to impress. Well, don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. Your faithfulness to church, I'm not just talking, I'm talking to all of us. Your faithfulness to church, and when I mean church, I don't just mean Sunday at 10 a.m. I mean church is reflected by who you're trying to impress. If you're in this for just what you can get, if you're only interested in getting by, then all you really want is the easy road. Just want to glide to heaven. No scratches, no wounds, no bloodshed, no agony in the altar until your heart is exposed and God, amen, lays his hand upon your heart. Amen. You just want to get by looking for the easy road. Amen. I love this church too much not to tell you the truth. We cannot become professional Pentecostals. Don't get distracted on me. We cannot become professional Pentecostals. We cannot become professional Pentecostals where we know the moves, we know the words, we know when it's time to dance, we know when it's time to clap, when it's time to shout, we know the fashion, amen, but we're not willing to invest and to pay anything into it. But God is raising up a generation right now that says I'm going to invest in the kingdom of God with everything I have come hell or high water. I'm committed to this. Can I just preach my heart for a few moments? 
Amen. For those that are watching online, amen, I apologize. You can't be here and feel what we're feeling in this place right now. But I want you to hear my heart right now. You've got to serve God because you love God. Not because somebody's making you come to church. Not because somebody's making you feel guilty or somebody's pushing you. But you've got to put everything into this and lay it on the line and say, I'm going to take the hard way. You got to get it in you. Even, even, if, even if mom and daddy don't want to, you got to get it in you. I'm not preaching something I haven't lived. I'm not preaching something I don't understand. I'm not preaching something that I read about in a book somewhere. I'm preaching to you something I've had to live in my own life. Because it's easy to walk away. Amen. When other people walk away, you can't do that. You've got to commit, and you don't get distracted. Look at me. You've got to commit yourself that I don't care who's in or who's out. And I'm going to tell you something. Whether you're friends at school or your coworkers, hey amen, you may think you can get away with it and you can slide, and, and, and well, the church don't know and they won't find out, and pastor won't know, but God knows. Might, might ought to just mute me online because I'm going to pastor for a few minutes. God told me some while back, God told me some while back, amen, that, that, that the harvest that's not coming that is here, he needs workers and laborers in his field. And that's not some tremendous prophetic revelation. He said that. My house is full, my fields are empty. Pray ye the Lord of the harvest, send forth laborers into his field. We must work the works of him that sent us while it is yet day for the night cometh when no man can work. We need workers. But I'm also going to tell you everything that can be shaken will be shaken. Because I'll tell you what God won't allow. God won't allow somebody that's uncommitted to lead astray those that are hungry. Thanks again for joining us for this podcast. It's such an honor that we could have you, and we pray you were blessed by the word today. We want to stay connected with you, and so give us a follow on our social media pages on Facebook or Instagram. You can find all of those on our website at firstchurch.app. You can also stay connected with us through that uh, website, and you can download it as an app on your phone from there. And so until the next time, we pray you're blessed. Have a great week in Jesus' name.